Welcome, and thanks for joining us at the Central Baptist Church Victoria podcast. This episode is part of a three-week series called All In. This collection of shorter messages explores issues like Christian identity in Jesus, the believer's relationship to others in the church, and the Christian calling to be a witness for Jesus in the world. And now, here's today's message. Good morning. The scripture reading today is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11, through to chapter 6, verse 4. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is all known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, and therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Working together with him then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time, I listened to you, and in a day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, everyone, for participating. Uh, thank you, church, for how you have responded. This is... Um, Sunday number three of our three-part uh, series as we kick off our, our ministry year, as we recognize that there are new opportunities for us, as we sense God's Spirit moving and try to respond to Him. And I got to say, uh, Central, you have responded so well. Uh, I've heard a number of different reports from our ministry leaders, and I'm really encouraged. In fact, let me just tell you about one of them. Um, after our first week, we had Marilyn Miller representing the Outreach and Missions Committee. She told us of a couple of opportunities. One was to serve uh, breakfast to George J. students on Monday mornings. The other one was a, uh, um, uh, an opportunity to go and serve at Esperanza. Sorry, I'm just going to adjust this. It feels like I'm echoing a little bit, but uh, the guys will fix it. Um, 
Uh, and, and, and so I, I was a little unsure of how the church would respond because those are significant asks, right? Not everybody has time Monday mornings and, or a full weekend to give. And so I was, uh, you know, going to go to Maryland and I was thinking, well, maybe, uh, on, um, I could help out with George J if they were really short. Cause you know, I'm a pastor and you know, everybody knows pastors only work on Sundays anyways. Right. So I've got some time and, uh, that's not true, but, um, it's a joke. Uh, uh, so I, I thought I would go, but you know what? I, I went and talked to Marilyn, and I, I you know, anticipating to, to jump into George Day especially, but she said, you know what happened? We have a full roster now serving breakfast at George Day from now until Christmas time. That's how you respond. That's how the church responds, right? Awesome. Uh, so we have people representing Christ in that school every Monday morning. Thank you, church. In addition, right now, uh, you may look around and you may notice that we're missing a few people. Well, our, our uh, group that was going to go up to Esperanza was around 20, 25 people. Well, after we shared, the church responded, and there's a group now of 40 people representing Central up at Esperanza right now, this weekend, serving the Lord there. Again, that's how we respond, and I'm looking forward to more ministry reports of how the Spirit is moving among us, directing us to, to jump into ministry opportunities, not into every ministry opportunities, because I've also heard stories of people paring down so that they can really focus their energy and their time and resources into particular ministry areas. That's a great example as well. That's a great indication that as a church, we are responding to this call that because we are, are in Christ, we are in the body. And because we are in the body, as we're going to hear this morning or here today, we are sent into the world. So thank you, church. And I, I want to encourage you. Don't forget, you know, we had five great, op, or, or, or great ministry leaders represented here today. Don't forget about those other 10 and go visit some booths afterwards. Because I look forward to hearing more about how you, how we are responding to the Spirit's work together. As I said, so far in our, our series, we've heard that we are invited to be all in Christ. All in line behind Christ, our leader. And by being all in Christ, we are also, by the work of the Holy Spirit, brought all into the body. Because all of us have a part to play. All of us are gifted to uh, help strengthen and support the ministry of the church. And today we're going to finish our series by talking about that next step, because that's not it. We're all in Christ. We're all in the body. But now, folks, we need to hear this. We are all sent into the world. This is the bottom line here. We are all, as followers of Jesus... Those of us who are in Christ and they're in the body, we're sent into the world on the Father's mission and backed up by his eternal promise. So that's great. So it's not just that we're all sent into the world, but that's backed up with God's eternal promise. This is what he's going to do. Christ is going to come again. His kingdom is going to be established. This is his promise. That is our one, part of our fundamental relationship with the world, is this sentness. Yes, as humans, we're automatically in the world, but as followers of Jesus, we retain a much more important and meaningful and purposeful relationship to it. We do not just have jobs. 
We are sent into the workplace. We do not just go to school, but we're sent into academia. We do not just have homes. We are sent into our neighborhood. The difference is purpose, right? We go with a message. Tina just read one of my favorite expressions, the whole thing of that that big chunk of scripture from uh, 2 Corinthians, talking about this message, not just the words that we say, but the purpose behind it, right? We're ambassadors. We're meant to represent the kingdom here and now until the kingdom is revealed fully until the king comes again. We are his ambassadors. And it's not just the words we use, right? At the end, Paul says it's our very lifestyle as well. We don't want to put any obstacle in the way of anybody. We go into our lives with a message. But to see how this message kind of fits together and where, where, that, where we get this idea from, we kind of have to step back a little bit. We need to do a little brief background check that begins in the Old Testament with announcing the promise. So part one of this background check is going to be the promise. And this promise begins in Genesis chapter 12. In Genesis chapter 12, we read these words. The the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. Now hear this. God's promise, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. There's that where that promise begins. This is sort of the basis on which we now here in in, in 2022 can then go out and recognize that we are part of this fulfillment of the promise. And I know we jumped kind of into the story and we left out 11 chapters in Genesis, but for the sake of time, we'll start here anyways. God announces to Abram his plan to reconcile and redeem humanity through him. Right? There's been a catastrophic break between God and his human cre- uh, creation. But there's hope. There is hope. Okay? There is hope. Why? Because God will act. This is, this is our hope. God's activity, God's action, God's energy, God's power in being imbued and uh, um, transfused throughout the earth, both past, present, and future. God will work and he will make a nation from Abram to bless the entire human race. This is not the result of a reluctant God. Right? It's not that God's mom forced him to go to humanity and try to make up. No, this is the deep desire of who God is, his orientation towards his creation. It has been and will always be God's desire for a loving relationship for fulfilled, for a whole relationship, for, for a, a relationship that is complete with all of his creation. Now, from the promise then, we can see a result. So, it, you know, can we trust God? Or w- what is the intended purpose of this? Well, the result can be, for the sake of time, summarized by one phrase. One phrase that we find repeated throughout the Bible. Here's the phrase. This is God's 
This is uh, God speaking. Here's the phrase. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. That's the result. That's the intended result of the promise. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. We see it first in Exodus chapter six, verse seven, but then various versions of this result, this purpose show up in, now hear this, Leviticus, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Zechariah, John, Hebrews, and then at Revelation. This is thematic all the way through scripture, part of the, part of the kind of the scarlet thread of God's narrative that he wants to communicate. This is the result. It's not just that God's promised something, but that, that so this is gonna, in coming to pass, this is gonna be the result. Here it is, he's clarified it. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. This is the heart of the father. And it's cemented by his promise. His promise, I will raise a nation through which I will bless the world so that they can be my people and I can be their God. That's how it fits together. As we read on, of course, many of you will know, we learn that the blessing would come through the one, the one who is the representative of the nation, Jesus Christ, which is why we must all be in him. Because he is the, uh, he is the response, he is the fulfillment of that. But there is more to the story. Just like the father first declared his promise through a nation and then through Jesus, he now invites you and I to share that promise. So if part one is the promise and we see the results, part two then is the mission. The part that we get to join in with. This is the mission. As I will briefly point out in a moment, it is a co-mission because the Father invites us to join in with his mission. Now, of course, if those of you who are familiar, you hear the word co-mission or when it's pronounced properly, commission. Many of us think of the passage in scripture called the Great Commission, found in Matthew 18, and we'll get there, or sorry, Matthew, yeah, uh, we'll get there but there are also three other places in the Bible where Jesus invites us to join in with him in the mission of the Father. I heard uh, author and executive director of Wheaton College, uh, Billy Graham Center, Ed Stetzer, speak about this, and I really like how he summarized the, the, the commissions of Jesus. Because four times in scripture, we have Jesus commissioning his disciples. And by virtue of the sort of this idea of transference that he commissioned these original disciples, the disciples then commission other disciples, and he says, on and on it goes. We, therefore, can receive these commissions and take them to heart. Here's how he summarizes it. The commissions of Jesus all together. We are sent to all kinds of people with a message empowered by the Spirit. We are sent to all kinds of people, we need to hear that, right? With a message, and again, we heard uh, 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 one of my favorite uh, passages of scripture that declare that message in 2 Corinthians chapter five, but we're gonna see uh, another one in just a moment here. 
with a message empowered by the Spirit, right? Remember this whole process, all these things fit together. We are in Christ. Being in Christ means that, that we have a leader who, who we can follow, and that, that leader also exposes us then to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who empowers us, who inspires us, who indwells us, so that we have this resource. And then we are also given the message. We don't have to make this up as we go. We have the message. God loves you. God loves us. Jesus died for you. You don't have to live on your own. You don't have to figure this out on your own. You've got a leader to follow. This is how it works. It's not just a message we share verbally, but it's a message we share verbally and through our lives. So here's how it works. First of all, we are sent. In John 20, 21, Jesus gathers his disciples together in one of these places, and he says to this, or he says this, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. God is ascending God. This is part of his nature. And, and folks, let's be clear about this. If he wasn't this way, we would, we would have no hope. God is the one that needed to act. And, and, but he did. And he does. And he continues to do. And he continues to call us to join him in this message. We have this wonderful opportunity to be used by God. As, as those who are sent. So we are sent to all kinds of people. Here's Matthew 28, 18 to 20. You know this, all authority in heaven and earth, Jesus said, has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the earth all nations, right? We are sent to all kinds of people. This is the challenge. Not that each, every individual of us has to go everywhere and talk to everybody, but as a, as a body, we have the opportunity together as God, as you have uh, exposure kind of to your spheres of influence to, to share this message with all kinds of people. We are sent to all kinds of people with a message. Here in Luke 24, we, can, uh, we read these words. Well, you know this story, right? This is the, the story of the Jesus meeting the disciples on the road to Emmaus after he died and, and um, miraculously rose again, right? The disciples were distraught. They were discouraged. They were disappointed. Jesus shows up, explains them, explains the, the purpose behind all of this to them. And then this passage ends with, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and he said this to them. Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Here's how he ends this. You are witnesses to these things. We are witnesses to this. As we hear and as we ex uh, experience the change, the difference that following, that living for Jesus makes, we become witnesses to these things. And we share. We are sent to all kinds of people with a message empowered by the Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. Disciples, uh, Jesus gathers his disciples again right at the very end. 
And then we read these words. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus replied, it's not for you to know the times or periods that the father has set by his own authority, but you need to know this, Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses. There it is again in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That's our purview, folks. The ends of the earth. This is why it's so great that we have uh, our, our Women's Missionary Fellowship, our Outreach and Missions Committee, and all of these groups that, that help us, that encourage us to not only uh, pay attention to the needs here, but also the opportunities that God is putting before us out there. And we need to continue to work on that and continue to pray and ask God, how can I, what part can I play in this? How can I do this at my work? How can I do this in my neighborhood? How can I do this in my condo building? How can I do this on the, uh, the ice rink or in the playing field? How can I do this, God? All of us are being sent to the ends of the earth. We are sent to all kinds of people with the message empowered by the Spirit. The result, it remains the same. More and more people submit to God and become part of his people. And he becomes their God. That's the joy. This is the ideal. But the ideal is not always guaranteed. This seems like a great place for me to pause and say a couple words about the upcoming National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. As you know, this day is set aside in Canada as a time to reflect on the tragic history of the residential school system and to pray. As we reflect and we think about the history of Christian missions for a moment, we hear many miraculous stories of redemption and accompanying life changes that continue to this day. However, sadly, our reflection also reveals that the history of Christian missions is littered with tragedy, including, as we now know, in our own country. Some of these tragedies arose from confusion, inappropriate expectations, ethical misconduct, and the abuse of power. As a result of these abuses associated with those who claim to represent Christ, the message, our message, and character of Christ has become clouded. If Christ commanded us to love our neighbor, people might retort, how could people run residential schools like that who claim to represent him? As the New Testament describes, nothing in the Father's mission permits abuse and injustice or justifies the mistreatment of God's beloved human creations imbued with his image. Yet, for us, for followers of Christ, the mission of the Father has not changed. We all remain commissioned with the eternal promise of God as his ambassadors. Yet, because of the legacy of abuse in this country associated with the Christian message, we must proceed humbly. 
we must express an extravagant love for all. As you know, there are various actions and various perspectives that one can take on this matter. I want you to know as a church family that our board is working through a discernment process related to this matter. Please pray for us. Next Sunday, if you are able to join us, Rick Wisemer will be here from Youth for Christ to tell us about a blue bus ministry that reaches out to First Nations young people. And as far as I know, the bus will actually be here. We'll be able to tour it after. We must continue to love our neighbor as Jesus commanded. And we must also continue to share the Father's good news that there is salvation, there is healing, and eternal life found only in Jesus. But as Tina read earlier, it's not just the message that we need to care for. Like Paul, we must put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found in our ministry. To those ends, would you please uh, bow with me and let's pray over this issue for our church, for each other, and for our country. Let's pray. Father, we recognize, we hear this. It seems so clear. Your invitation, your promise. Your promise that you will bless people through this nation that arose through Abram that we now know to be fulfilled completely in the life of one man, Jesus Christ, who is both man and both God. And then, Father, we recognize or we hear this, that we are now commissioned. We now, in this time, have the privilege, the opportunity to share, that, share in that mission of inviting people to be uh, in relationship with you so that one day we will be your people and you will be our God in totality, completely, when your kingdom comes. Father, we also recognize that, that we are, we still wrestle with our own sin. All of us do. None of us are without excuse. Even now, even those of us who are following Christ, we're, we're in, the, the Bible makes it clear that, that we still wrestle with this, the effects of sin in our lives. And sometimes we give in and sometimes we mess up and sometimes we bring shame onto the, your name, Father. And for that, we apologize. We are deeply sorry and would you forgive us for those times in our lives when we've done that. And Father, then as a church, in, in our representation of you, Father, would you guide us through this time? There are so many people that are hurt. There are so many people that have encountered you in an inappropriate way, and so as a result, have now this massive obstacle. And yet, Father, you are working. You are healing. You are bringing reconciliation by your way, by your spirit. And so, Father, would you help us as a church? Help us as a church that we would be willing, we would be the, the people that you want us to be, that we would fulfill your commission, that we are sent to all kinds of people, all kinds of people, Father, with your message empowered by your spirit. We need you, Father. We need your help and your guidance 
and your empowerment. We need your wisdom and your discernment, Father. Help us, heal us, work in us to be agents, to be your ambassadors of the coming kingdom, recognizing that this is not our final destination, that together someday, Father, you will return. You will send your son. He will return victorious. And God, until that time comes, Father, would you guide us and lead us, help us to be a church that embodies this sentness, embraces it, and declares your message to all kinds of people. In Jesus' name, amen. So, in conclusion, at this time, I'm gonna invite uh, the music team to come up and prepare to lead us in our final song, but where have we been? Let's summarize this. These three messages, I wanna, I wanna summarize this with three prepositions, the movement of three prepositions. So if you wanna kinda help remember what we've talked about over these last three weeks, remember these three prepositions. In, out, and from. We are all in Christ. All are invited to be in Christ, to get in line with our leader. Being part of, or, or one of the, the results of being in Christ, those who are in Christ are called out, are called out in a sense of this world, of our regular lives, to the body. To, to be unified, to be made into this body, this church. But it's, that's not what it's all about. In and out, but now we need to know that we're sent from this into the world to declare his message, to, his, to declare his promises, to declare his kingdom coming in, out, from. But then the final word is this. We're not there on our own. We have all these resources, right? If we're in Christ, we've got a leader. We don't have to make it up on our own. We've, we've got Jesus. He's leading us. We follow him. We mimic him. We live our life based on him. If we're all in the body, not only do we have a leader, but we have his spirit to indwell us, to empower us, to gift us for ministry, for service. And we have each other to encourage, to inspire, to come alongside and work together in this. And then those who are uh, in Christ and part of the body are also sent from this body, but as the body, into the world with the message and promise of the Father. So in that we have a leader and we have a spirit and we have each other and we have God's unbreakable, eternal promise. Let's pray. Father, I pray for us who are listening here, whether we're in the building or online, whether it's happening Sunday or any other day during the week. Would you speak to us? Father, maybe there are some who, uh, who need to wrestle with this first step of being in Christ. Maybe we haven't committed our life yet. Maybe we're still wrestling. Maybe we're still lots of questions. Father, guide us through this. Lead us to people who will respond lovingly who will help us understand what it is that we would continue to seek after you and you would lead us 
into this relationship with you, into this reconciled relationship, this redeemed relationship, into salvation. As we submit our lives to you in the entirety. And then Father, maybe those of us who are in Christ are now kind of struggling for various reasons what it means to be part of a church. Father, help us. Help us to be a church that embraces people, that loves people just automatically, that your spirit of, uh, that, that your spirit that is in us just overflows into our relationships, into our interactions. And so by doing so, then we build up this body here, this church, this manifestation of your body here that we refer to as Central Baptist Church. Guide us into ministry. Guide us into service. Guide us into um, expressing, growing, and becoming uh, um, engaged with the, with the um, gifting that your spirit provides each of us for service and for building up of this body. And then, Father, for those of us who are in Christ and in the body, Father, I pray that we would humbly with anticipation, though, excitedly be willing and available to share this with other people. Father, that our lifestyle would represent it, that our words would represent it. So that we'd be able to declare this wonderful promise that you've given us, that we can be your people and you can be our God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Central Baptist Podcast.